young, I'd listen to the radio. This is the National Broadcasting Company. Bob Trout speaking. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System. This is Mutual. This is ABC Radio Network. Hi, and welcome to Same Time, Same Station and the Andrew Sisters Part 7. This will be the last chapter in this particular series of Andrew Sisters shows. Hopefully we'll do more, because there's a lot more to do. But there's tons of radio shows, lots of singles and albums and things like that. Even some books that have been written about them. They have a huge legacy and so much fun to go through it. On the radio show this week, we're going to hear Texaco Star Theater with Fred Allen and the Andrew Sisters, Arthur Godfrey and Charles Lawton. It's the first show from 1942 of that particular 30-minute series, followed by Craft Music Hall. And this is with Bing Crosby and the Andrew Sisters. And then, in our last hour, Perry Huntoon will uh, finish up with the Andrew Sisters and their recordings. Lots of great stuff to get to. And we're going to begin now... With the Texaco Star Theater, this from October 4, 1942, and the Andrew Sisters, and Arthur Godfrey, and Charles Lawton. Here's the Fred Allen Show. It's Texaco time with Fred Allen. Welcome to the Texaco Star Theater, ladies and gentlemen. Texaco dealers from coast to coast. Invite you to spend the next 30 minutes with Fred Allen, Charles Lawton, the Andrews Sisters, Arthur Godfrey, Portland Hopper, and Al Goodman's Orchestra. It's Texaco time! And here he is. Here he is, back from his vacation, the man his creditors have been waiting for, Fred Allen in person! Thank you very much. Thank you, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Well, tonight, the Texaco Star Theater opens its fall season with a brand new program. We have all new... Mr. Allen! Well, Portland. <laughs> well, you, uh, you look nice and relaxed. Tell me, did you, uh, did you have a good vacation? Yes. Mama and I were at the beach all summer. Oh, the beach? You had a cabana at Long Beach? No, we had an umbrella at Coney Island. <laughs> well, how was, uh, how was... Co- <laughs> Mr. Goodman's not laughing as loudly this season. <laughs> hey, tell me, how was, uh... How was, uh... How was, uh... How was Coney Island this summer, Portland? Any different? Yes. This year, the mosquitoes were patriotic. You mean they only stung soldiers? <laughs> No. When the mosquitoes took your blood this summer, they flew to a Red Cross blood bank with it. Oh, they did. Well, I'll have to get going, Portland. You know, our program isn't an hour anymore. It's only 30 minutes now. It's cut in halves? Yes. The sponsor got the idea from the Reader's Digest. (laughs) Say, you know know who else is uh, back on the air tonight? You mean Jack Benny? Did you hear his show tonight? It sounded as though they started out to have a clam bake and the clam didn't show up. <laughs> did you, uh, did you, 
Did you hear those crow gags? Have you got all new jokes tonight? Well, I did. I did have a whole new show, Portland. I had all new actors signed up. And then that Henry Kaiser came to New York and started hiring people. Did your actors quit? Well, you know how radio actors are. Show them a job in the shipyard and they're gone. (laughs) Who can compete with 80 cents an hour? I mean... But how can you put on a program with no actors? Look, I'll get actors. I put an ad in the New York Times just 10 minutes ago. Say, you can't beat that Times for advertising. We're getting action already. Come in. Fred Allen? Yes? We've seen your ad in the Times. Oh, fine. You're starting a new radio show? That's right. Are you, uh, are you boys a floating Fred Allen fan club? Nah. We're Mendelssohn and Brahms. Melodies wrote to order. You name it, we'll steal it. Uh, <laughs> your, uh, your songwriters? Specializing in swing. Well, what, uh, what songs have you written? I, I got, got a girl in Kankakee. Kankakee? Well, you mean I've got a girl in Kalamazoo. She moved. <laughs> we also write theme songs. We got one for you. Well, who asked you to write a Texaco theme song? We took a chance. Oh. This, this song will be bigger than I, I left my hat at the stage door canteen. Well, what, uh, what is this Texaco gem of yours? <clears throat> T is for your tank just made to hold it. E is for your engine that it primes. X is for the extra miles per gallon. A is just a letter, but it rhymes. <laughs> C is for the chiefs, both sky and fire. O is for its octane content high. Put them all together... They spell Texaco, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> the gas that every motorist should buy is Texaco. That was fine, boys. Uh, is, is the, the song, song in? Well, uh, you'll hear from me, boys. We should, we should live, live so long. long. So long. <laughs> well, thanks to that Times ad, Portland, I now have a theme song. Now, if you only had some actors, you could start the program. Hey, that's right, too. Where can I get some actors? Your cry is heard, still your plea, Falstaff's here with fiddle-dee-dee. <laughs> The Tony Wands of tomorrow at your service. Well, I'm sorry, Falstaff. I can't use you. You see, I'm having a whole new program this year. I have oodles of new poems. New poems won't help, I'm afraid. I need new faces. Have you heard, when she called me fragrant Malcolm, I knew she smelled my talcum? (laughs) No, I haven't heard that. Or, uh, the bathtub said to the faucet, did that drip come in with you? No, I haven't heard that either. Put down that live wire, mother. Sparks are coming out of your bustle. Now, wait a minute. That has positively done it. That is the priority on the last straw. Now, Falstaff, I'm starting a new show. I'm trying to keep abreast of the time. Precisely why I am here. I have written a poem. A poem the entire country should heed. What is your poem called? This and that concerning fat. Oh, fat? Well, how does your fat conservation poem go? My little niece is saving Greece to help to beat the Japs. 
To help defeat the Nazis, she's collecting bacon straps. Yes. The drippings from each mutton roast she knows make ammunition. The donut fat my niece collects may bomb a Jap position. You too should save your fatty wastes, your butter, lard, and suet. If my little niece can save her grease, surely you can do it. <laughs> when the Axis time at last has come and the world's restored to peace, the day that Hitler's goose is cooked, my little niece will save the grease. Well, thank you, sir. Thank you so much, Thank you. And now, now, ladies and gentlemen... Mr. Allen! Yes, Portland? Three girls who saw your ad in the Times just sent in this card. This card? Why, the Andrews sisters. Ladies and gentlemen, it is indeed a treat to have you meet the Universal Picture Stars and the current sensation at the Paramount Theater, the Andrews sisters. Now, their audition song is Pennsylvania Polka. <laughs> swell, weren't they, Portland? Yes, the show is going great. Say, if I only had an announcer now, I'd be all set. Come in. Is Mr. Allen here? Why, I'm Fred Allen. I saw your ad in the Times. 
the Times. You don't look like a man who reads the Times. No, I'm, I'm strictly a Joe Palooka man. Well, I don't know if we can use another Palooka on this program, sir. I ought to make a great radio announcer. Well, what makes you think so? I've tried everything else and failed. What, uh, what is your name, sir? Godfrey. Arthur Godfrey. Well, all right. You have a portable clack, I see. <laughs> well, all right, Mr. <laughs> all right, Mr. Godfrey, I, uh, I can use an announcer on the program. Now, here is one of our commercials. Would you mind reading this over? I forgot to tell you, I can't read. <laughs> you want to be an announcer and you can't read? Do you think it'll hold me back? No, not on this program. <laughs> Tell you what, you can you can put our message to motorists in your own words, Mr. Godfrey. You uh, you have some words of your own. Oh, I have some dandies. Well, let's uh, let's hear them. Look, motorists, every mile counts these war days, because every mile you drive uses up a part of America's stockpile of rubber in the tires of your car. That's why Uncle Sam is asking us to drive only when we have to, and to keep that speedometer needle under thirty-five. To save rubber and keep our cars in service for the transportation we must have. Because, brother, if you is careless today, you is going to be carless tomorrow. Well, that's excellent, Mr. Godfrey. But this, after all, is the Texaco show. Could you work in a sly reference to Texaco dealers, could you? <laughs> Get a load of this, Fred. Your Texaco dealer is the man who can help you save rubber. When he checks the pressure and the condition of your tires regularly... Not every once in a while, but regularly. Those tires are going to last longer. What's more, what's more, your car's going to last longer, too, when a Texaco dealer takes care of it. How am I doing? Mediocre? No, but you're working up to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, how's this? Now, right now, when every mile counts in gasoline consumption, use your Texaco dealer's high-quality gasoline. Texaco Fire Chief... Or premium Texaco Sky Chief. And your parting shot, Mr. Godfrey. Make a Texaco dealer your car warden. He'll help you care for your car for your country. Mr. Godfrey, the job is yours. Mr. Goodman, will you stop stop the music, please? There's someone at the door. Come in. Uh, yes? I'm Charles Lawton. Is there, uh, is there something, something on your mind, brother? I saw your ad in the Times. And you, uh... <laughs> you are, you are looking for work, are you? Yes, I thought if you had an opening... What did you, uh, what did you say your name was again, sir? Lawton, Charles Lawton. Well, I'll tell you, Mr. Norton... We, uh, we can't hire any stray actor who happens to come sniffing around here looking for work. You mean to work for you, an actor has to be good? Well, first he has to be cheap. That is first. <laughs> now, frankly, what is your rock-bottom salary, Mr. Norton? I'll take an IOU every week, and Saturday night you can toss me for it. <laughs> well, that's, uh, 
that's fair enough. Now, if I hire you, Mr. Norton, you will stay with us, I hope. I, I'd hate to build you up, you know, and then have you lured away by Ma Perkins or Vic Sade or <laughs> some competitor. Mr. Allen, I'll be with you indefinitely. Oh, class 4F, eh? Hey? <laughs> You're not exactly the commando type yourself. <laughs> well, uh, Mr. Norton... If you don't mind, old boy, the name is Lawton. Lawton? You're not Charles Lawton, the Hollywood movie star. In the flesh, if I'm not overdoing it. <laughs> so you're Charles Lawton. Why, you're Portland's favorite actor, you and Slim Somerville. <laughs> Say, Portland. Yes? Here's where we finally got our guest star. This is Mr. Charles Lawton. Hello, Portland. Gosh, Mr. Lawton. You were wonderful in the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Thank you, Portland. I see you're wearing it in front this year. <laughs> yes. My vest is sailcloth. It bellies in the breeze. <laughs> well, tell me, uh... Tell me, Mr. Lawton, what brings you to New York? I'm on location for Uncle Samford. I've been on tour selling war bonds. Say, all of the movie stars seem to be pitching in to sell war bonds these days. Yes, Fred, Hollywood's doing a great job. Well, haven't a lot of Hollywood producers and executives given up their jobs to enlist? Yes, one picture executive was president of so many companies it took him three hours to resign. <laughs> Say, he must have thrown hundreds of relatives out of work that day. <laughs> It's a funny thing. It's a, it's a funny. Uh... Now we must control ourselves, Mr. Lawton. Serious business. You know, it, it's a funny thing. It's a funny thing about Hollywood. You know, lately I have been flooded with offers to make pictures. I'm not surprised with all of the good-looking men in the army. They're taking anybody. <laughs> So that's it. Yes, if you want to be a glamour boy these days, Fred, you've got to be a physical wreck. Well, <laughs> it looks as though Jack Benny will have a big year this year. Yes, Jack has just completed three pictures. Say, I heard about this last picture he's just finishing. Benny plays the part of a Republican who goes crazy. He spends all of his time in a fireplace talking back to the president. <laughs> Jack is in the fireplace making a fuel of himself. Was, uh... Was, uh... Was that a joke, Mr. Lawton? Yes, I, I stoop to levity on occasion. Uh, you, uh, didn't quite make it this time. <laughs> if, you, if you want to quibble, no. <laughs> Well, they tell me that uh, Mr. Benny's three pictures are going to open the same night in New York, Chicago, and Hollywood, and that Benny is going to attend all of the openings. How can Jack be in three places at once? Well, he's sending his toupee to New York, <laughs> his teeth to Chicago, and Hollywood gets what's left of Benny in person. A basket cake. But tell me, what, uh, what else is new in Hollywood? I wouldn't know, Fred. I, I live a sort of sheltered life out there. You uh, do, really? You yeah. don't reside in a stucco mansion? No, my... My little bungalow is a happy combination of squalor and mock magnificence. Oh, really? Yeah. I have a mid-Victorian hen house. 
I overpowered the architect before he was able to finish it. Fortunate. <laughs> you don't, uh, you don't in uh, indulge in sports? I played golf just once. Golf? Well, what happened? Oh, I went out to the links at the crack of dawn. Yes. I teed up. Yes. I made one hole. Yes. I made another hole. Yes. And I covered up both holes and came home. <laughs> You were through with golf. I sent my caddy back to his widowed mother and turned my niblick into the scrap drive. <laughs> but what do you... Tell me, what do you do for excitement out in Hollywood? Oh, some nights I sit around working on my taxidermy. Oh, you do? You're a taxidermist? Yes, my hobby is stuffing field mice. Oh, stuffing field mice. Well, isn't it rather tiring? <laughs> it is a little bit strenuous, overtaking them, old boy. But what... <laughs> Too bad they didn't get away in this instance. <laughs> but, uh, what, other, what other diversions intrigue you? Well, when I crave a rollicking evening, I take my tiddlywink set and go over to May Ropens. <laughs> well, that sounds exciting. Yes, I sit and tiddly and May sits and wink. <laughs> At ten o'clock, May rises and curtsies. I put on my white duck Inverness, blow May a lumbering kiss and leave. Gad, that's living. Yes. <laughs> Life to me is the tilt of a buzzard's wing. <laughs> You're a born playboy. I'm hotter than the rear axle of a jeep. <laughs> I can imagine. Enough about Hollywood, Fred. What about this job in radio? 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 A man with your reputation? Radio fascinates me, Fred. I'd like to be a star in one of those serial programs. Serial programs? Why? Well, Fred, things have been going too good for me. I'd like to have a little trouble for a change. <laughs> if I was the star of a serial program, I'd have plenty of grief. All right. Of course, first we'll have to get you in the mood, Mr. Lawton. You will have to suffer. Can you make me feel miserable, Fred? Well, I think so. Now close your eyes. They're closed. Think of Victor Mature. Victor Mature, yes. Now open your eyes. All right. And look at yourself. Yeah. How do you feel? Miserable. Good. <laughs> Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Lawton gets his wish. Tonight he will star in a radio serial. And this masterpiece will go on immediately following Mr. Al Goodman's version of One Dozen Roses. Mr. Goodman, that was very nice. Now, where's that new announcer? Mr. Godfrey? Coming, Mr. Allen. Don't hurry me. Thirty-five's the limit, you know. Now, uh, how about another message from Texaco dealers, Mr. Godfrey? Okay, here's an idea I got from an air raid warden I was talking to the other day. Would you believe it? That air raid warden's got a map that shows every danger point in his district. Well, that's mighty interesting, but after all, what has that got to do with Texaco dealers? 
Well, you see, your car warden, that's your Texaco dealer, has a map of danger points, too. Uh-huh. Danger points in your car. That map is the lubrication chart he uses when he gives your car his famous Marfac 40-point lubrication service. Uh-huh. He just doesn't give your car a couple of squirts with a grease gun. Your Texaco dealer works by chart, not by chance, and he doesn't miss a trick. Uh-huh. That Marfac lubrication service keeps friction from sabotaging your car. Well, Stan, tell me, what does that Marfac mean? Marfac? It's a super tough Texaco chassis lubricant that won't readily wash out, pound out, or squeeze out. And that's important these days. Make sure your car gets this protection. Get Marfac 40-point chassis lubrication from any Texaco dealer, coast to coast. Well, thank you, Mr. Godfrey. You're welcome. Ladies and gentlemen, we present Mr. Charles Lawton in the popular radio serial, the real-life story of a man you might have passed on the street this afternoon, the tender human tale, Poor Old Charlie. Just a song at twilight when the lights are low. And now, the makers of Mulligan's No Beef bring you poor old Charlie. You remember as we left Charlie yesterday, things looked mighty glum in Centervale. Charlie had just had a mysterious phone call from Midville telling him that the body he found in the dumb waiter was not his Uncle Norris. Abner Titus, the town banker, had told Widow Prentice that the oil stock Charlie had been left by his cousin Luther had come back marked Noel. <laughs> And the sheriff had threatened to arrest Charlie on the complaint of Myrtle Trent, the taxi dancer, who said that Charlie's nephew, Balsam Schmidlap, had disappeared after running up a bill for $189 at 10 cents a dance. Charlie's grandfather, Henry, who got his beard caught in the assembly line at the big airplane factory, came home with a propeller riveted to his head and his landing gear retracted. Well, of course, that was all yesterday. Now, today we find poor old Charlie in the kitchen talking things over with his wife. Poor old Mary. Poor old Mary speaks. Charlie, something's burning. It's just me, Mary. I've got my leg caught in the oven. <laughs> well, take it out. Smells like it's done. <laughs> I, I guess I'm getting absent-minded, Mary. Seems I'm always putting my leg in the oven. Look at your toes. Five clinkers. <laughs> trouble, trouble, nothing but trouble. Come in. Charlie, I'm sorry to bring you bad news. Wh- what bad news, stranger? I'm a truck driver. I, I just ran over your son, Charlie. I'm sorry. Don't take it so hard, fellow. We have another son. <laughs> Thank heavens, Charlie. Goodbye. We lose more kids that way. (laughs) Seems like we was just born to have trouble, Mary. What's that? (laughs) Oh, that's Grandpa Henry. He's moaning again. (laughs) What's the moaning about? Well, he bet all his Social Security money on the Yankees. (laughs) 
Old fool, who told him to bet on the Yanks? Grandpa Henry bet on the Yankees in the Civil War. He won. He's been betting the Yanks ever since. <laughs> Come in. Charlie, I'm sorry to bring you bad news again. You're that truck driver, ain't you? Yes. You said you had another son, Charlie. Yes, I, I got another son, Rollo. You... You did have another son, Charlie. You ain't run over, Rollo. I backed up. <laughs> Stranger, you gotta find another street to drive on. Why, Charlie? I'm fresh out of kids. Oh, shuck. Trouble, nothing but trouble. No furniture, no money. Grandpa Henry laying there moaning, no food. If we was only cannibals, Charlie. This is a meatless day, Mary. <laughs> Besides, Grandpa Henry's mostly gristle. <laughs> I can't go without food much longer, Charlie. There's only one man, Mary, who can put an end to all our troubles. Give me the phone. Hello, operator. Give me Centervale, one, two, three. Hello. Morton. Yeah? This is poor old Charlie. You've got to get us out of this, Morton. Mary and me have got more trouble than we can stand. You've got to help us. I'll be right over, Charlie. It's about time. He's the only man can stop this misery. Come in. Charlie, I hate to bring you bad news. <laughs> the truck driver. Are you back again? Were you expecting a man? A fellow was running across the street towards your house. Stranger, you didn't. I ran over him, Charlie. <laughs> At last, our troubles are over, Mary. Thanks to you, stranger, me and Charlie is free. No more trouble, no more misery. Thanks to me? Yes, you've killed the author of poor old Charlie. <laughs> Before we close up the Texaco Star Theater for tonight, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you, Mr. Charles Lawton, for joining us here tonight. I've enjoyed every minute of it, Fred. You know, you've made such a success of your bond-selling tour, Mr. Lawton, that we don't want you to leave without making a sale here tonight. Uncle Sam and I are always open for business, Fred. Well, our little gang has gotten together, Mr. Lawton. Now, we have a check here, and as soon as the program is over, we'd like to do some bond business with you personally. Oh, that's a very nice gesture, Fred, and thank you, folks. Good night. I feel pretty good. Good night, Fred. Good night, and thank you, Mr. Lawton. Now, next week... Next week, ladies and gentlemen, next week our guest will be... Our guest will be wee Bonnie Baker and from Hollywood, Mr. Roland Young. This is Fred Allen saying good night for Texaco dealers from coast to coast and reminding you to save your tires when you drive. Don't go over 35. Drive into your Texaco dealer regularly to have your tires checked. Remember, you're welcome. Good night. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System. The Fred Allen Show, the Texaco Star Theater, starring Fred Allen, actually is what I think it was called, from October 4, 1942. And if you recognize some other voices in that show, John Brown, maybe, as uh, one of the announcers, and, and even... Alan Reed, who used to be Teddy Bergman prior to this show, and others back in the 30s in New York, you are correct. Of course, uh, and, and also Arthur Godfrey was a part of this show in the early days, and then Fred made some changes, etc. But good show, fun show. Hope you enjoyed that. 
We're going to hear now the Kraft musical starring Bing Crosby. And this also stars Crosby and the Andrews sisters as well. As we go back to January 25th, 1945 in the Kraft musical. When the blue of the night meets the gold of the day Someone waits for me It's Bing Crosby and the Kraft Music Hall with John Scott Trotter and his orchestra and chorus, Eugenie Bear, the Charioteers, and our special guests this evening, that tremendous trio of musical madcaps, the Andrews Sisters. Well, recently, Bing and the gals recorded a Cole Porter cowboy ballad, which has become a current national catchphrase, Don't Fence Me In. And our Quixotic Quartet, having Quix- waxed Quix- the tune, Quixotic, with such success, wax enthusiastic about doing their reconversion version of it for us here in the all. <laughs> Quixotic. Oh, give me land, lots of land, under starry skies above, don't fence me in, let me ride through the wide open country that I love, don't fence me in, let me be by myself. In the evening breeze Listen to the murmur Of the cottonwood trees Send me off forever But I ask you please Don't fence me in Just turn me loose Let me straddle my old saddle Underneath the western sky On my cayuse Let me wander over yonder Till I see the mountains rise I want to ride to the ridge Where the west commences And gaze at the moon Till I lose my senses Cause I can't look at hobbles And I can't stand fences don't fence me in. He comes on horseback. Put down that hammer there. What's Oh, give me land, lots of land under starry skies. Don't fence me in. Let me ride through the wide country that I love. Don't fence me in. Let me be by myself in the evening breeze And listen to the murmur of the cottonwood trees Send me off forever, but I ask you please Don't fence me in, just turn me loose Let me straddle my old saddle underneath the western skies on my cayuse, let me wander over yonder till I see those mountains rise. Ba bum ba ba ba. I want to ride to the ridge where the west commences and gaze at the moon till I lose my senses and 
can't look at hobbles and I can't stand fences. Don't fence me in. No. Papa, don't you fence me in. Those... Those solid sisters will be with us again later on. But for now, let's latch on to a lad with a line about the larder. We know it takes close figuring these days to make the ration points tally up. So may I suggest a low-point purchase that can help you a lot with the sandwich problem. It's the famous Philadelphia brand cream cheese, rich and moist and delicious. All the spreads you need for those lunchbox sandwiches. You see, Philadelphia brand cream cheese puts in both goodness and important food values. Made from milk and cream, it offers food energy, vitamin A, and other milk nutrients. And fresh, delicate flavor, too. Cream cheese with a little chopped pickle. Cream cheese with jelly. Cream cheese with lettuce or tomato slices. Any of these make fine, point-thrifty sandwich fillings your war worker will go for. But when you buy that cream cheese, just make sure you get the kind that's guaranteed fresh by Kraft. See the name Philadelphia brand on every package you buy. Comes now a melody which has always been Grieg to me, but this season it's the hit of New York's popular operetta, Song of Norway. You may have heard it sung on the wireless by one of our juvenile vocalists, but his somewhat successful delineation needn't discourage more mature artists. I shall have a hack at it right now. <laughs> Strange music in my ears Only now as you spoke, did it start? Strange music of the sphere. Could its lovely hum be coming from my heart? You appear. And I hear songs sublime Song that I'm incapable of So dear, let me hold you near While we treasure every measure so that time can never change that strange new music of love. Our fine harmonic foursome, the charioteers, in a reverent mood, bring us a favorite spiritual. Jesus is a rock in a weary land. Oh, Jesus is a rock in the weary land, the weary land, the weary land. I say that it's a rock in the weary land, Jesus shelter in the time of storm. Weary land, the weary land, the weary land. 
Savior is a rock in the weary land. He's a shelter in the time of storm. I know I've been converted. Lord, I had a shame. Cause Jesus is my captain. Well, the angels done sign my name. Jesus is a rock in the weary land, oh, the weary land, well, the weary land. Our Savior is a rock in the weary land, but he's a shelter in the time of storm. Jesus is a rock in the weary land, oh, the weary land, oh, the weary land. Savior is a rock in the weary land. Is a shelter in the time of Mr. Harry Warren, ever a magnificent melodist, has written a great song with Arthur Freed's lyrics. It's from MGM's Zeekville Follies, and Jeannie's going to sing it for you. Aren't you, Jeannie? Sure am. This heart of mine was doing very well. The world was fine as far as I could tell, and then quite suddenly I met you and I dreamed of Gilmore. At dawn I woke up singing. delivery, Jeannie. I loved it. It's truly a treat to welcome this evening's triumvirate of happily harmonious hip chicks to the joint, my very good friends and far and away my favorite trio, the Mary Andrews Sisters. Oh, thanks, Bing. It's sure swell of you to include us among your favorites. Or did you mean when we're far away? Oh, il n'y a pas de quoi. 
Yes. <clears throat> what was that? <laughs> if I said what I think I did, it's, it's nothing. <laughs> Incidentally, uh, have you girls a favorite singer? Oh, yes, I like Andy Russell. I like Dick Haynes. I like Frank Sinatra. <laughs> well, shall we go around again, Bing? Go around again? Yeah I couldn't bear to be out of the money twice Who's <laughs> fourth in there, anyhow? Mind if well, I step here and change the subject, Bing? Pray do Well, uh, now that the gals are here I'd like to find out something I've often wondered about uh, Let's go back to the other subject No Three fellas and singers huh? No, I, I just wondered if you girls all work together When you make your arrangements I work alone I don't like double dates Hello. He means musical how arrangements, you, dear. Oh, what is that? Well, Ken, I'll tell you something. It's like this. We knock the jive first by beating our gums. Once we kick it around, we start lacing our boots till we sure enough stammer in the eight-beat manner. Whatever became of basic English, I wonder. <laughs> I, don't, uh, I don't suppose jive experts like you chicks um, will dig the classics. Oh, sure. I like Mussorgsky. And I like Mendelssohn. I like men. Away. <laughs> well, now that you girls have a ranch, I should think there'd be plenty of men around. No, sometimes. But lots of nights the men folk all go to town. Gee, aren't you gals afraid out there alone in the desert with the wind whistling and the wolves howling? Mm-hmm. Well, bingo, it's just as safe as Hollywood and Vine with the wind howling and the wolves whistling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Say, Bing, we sure had a swell time when you came out to our ranch. Wasn't it, Jolly? Oh, it was. Oh, and if you come again soon, we may surprise you with a lot of very pretty cowgirls. That's not necessary. You girls know I'm no wolf. Why, I regard all young ladies like a brother. Oh, brother! (laughs) (laughs) Those cynical sisters, the Andrews, are about to hit us with a tune concerning a treasure as rare as the Hope Diamond, especially when medium rare. Namely, one meatball.
the little man felt very bad But one meatball was all he had Now in his dreams he hears that call You get no bread with one meatball One meatball For tall and lanky One meatball Feed it to Frankie You get no bread with one meatball One meatball One meatball You get no bread with one Who said you can't bounce a meatball? <laughs> Thanks, gals, for a harmonic hamburger that was really reet meat. taken for a sleigh ride in July Oh, I must have been a setup for a sigh A mockingbird was whistling A sentimental tune and I didn't know enough to come in out of the moonlight. So the big romance was only make-believe. Just a sleigh ride on a balmy summer My dreams were safe all winter And then to think that I Was taken for a sleigh ride in July A mockingbird was singing A sentimental tune And I didn't know enough To come in out of the moonlight So the big romance Was only make-believe just a sleigh ride on a balmy summer eve. My dreams were safe all winter, and then to think that I was taken for a sleigh ride 
in July. Trios being the order of the evening, we turn now to a très gay trio of tunes, to a cinematic saga called Rhythm on the River. That charming work, Epis on Epic, appeared in the great year 1940. It was a great year, wasn't it, Kensington, my chronologically-minded crony? Oh, uh, one of the best, Mr. Coveney, my cryptically-inclined crooner. <laughs> 1940, the year when Johnny Paycheck lasted two rounds with Joe Lewis. Today, Paycheck doesn't even last that long with Henry Morgenthau. TKO in the first. Oh, he takes a dollar very tenderly. Yeah. 1940, and all season long, the Cincinnati Reds, who won the World Series, were going great guns. Now it's 1945, and the Moscow Reds are moving, moving. Moving, yes. 1940. Economists claim that American women control 80% of the national income. How do they account for that missing 20? Don't you know? No. Soybeans. Soybeans, I see. <laughs> Psychologists claim that crooners will soon be a thing of the past. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. 1940, reformers claim that Americans borrow too much. Things haven't changed a bit. 1940, Franklin Delano Roosevelt's elected president. You sure uh, this isn't 1940? No. It is 1940. Oh, it's really 1945, Bing. But a favorite phrase in the year 40 is still fortuitous today when it's boy what? meets girl. Fortuitous. Clever. When boy meets girl, especially if they both say, that's for me. The light-hearted, gay kind of charm you display, that's for me. Wonderful, sly, little trick with your eye, that's for me. What a feather in my hat if I could gratify your wish. Do you like the movies? What is your favorite dish? Please pass the bagels, the tilt of your chin, when you chuckle or grin, that's for me. Might as well know that wherever you go, there I'll be. Just make sure you keep your heart alone and fancy free. No one else can have it. That's for me. In 1940, Irving Bauman, a 27-year-old Illinois farmer, won the nation's cornhusking championship, breaking previous records. In contrast to 1945, when Bob Hope, an alleged entertainer somewhat over 27, swore off of corn but still produced a record-breaking crop of husks. <laughs> It was just five years ago, too, that Il Duce changed the course of several Italian streams, including the Tiber River. Since then, the stream of history has made some interesting changes in Il Duce. What it has, that it yeah. has. The beginning of the Roaring Forties saw the importation of the following English joke, and yeah. I quote, I say, Crovney, old crumpet, did you take a ball? Why, Kensington, old crawler, there's one missing. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> That's what we should have left in Piccadilly. Right, oh chum. Mother always said if you must import an English joke, Piccadilly. Oh, oh no. drop the big net. Drop the large, big, open net. They can even things up by sending them that one back. <laughs> we'll trade them even up. In 1940, the world was still concerned with rhetorical questions, such as the one that our Rhythm on the River score presented so pertly, with the Andrews sisters supplying the details. Ain't it a shame about Mame? Ain't it, huh? Tell them. 
Ain't it a shame about me? She has only herself to blame. She can't go to the picnics in Hooligans Grove. No corned beef and cabbages cooked on a stove. She married Sir Reginald. What's his name? Ain't it a shame, poor Nineteen forty, the year in which American historians rediscovered Jesse James. Nineteen forty-five, the year in which Washington discovered Jesse Jones. In nineteen forty, the Santa Anita handicap was won by Seabiscuit. Paid three eighty. I had him in the show slot. I'll never forget. <laughs> the Nazi war machine rolled out of Germany to stretch a one-way blitz across fortress Europe. In decided contrast to nineteen forty-five, the year in which Hitler is discovering that there's such a thing as the two-way stretch. And in 1945, sweethearts are still making the same promise they did in our concluding rhythm on the River Rondelay, only forever. Do I want to be with you As the years come and go Only forever If you care to know Would I grant all your wishes And be proud of the task Only forever If someone should ask How long would it take me to be near if you beckon Offhand I would figure Less than a second Do you think I'll remember How you look when you smile Putting it mild. That's all for the hall this evening, friends, except a word about the job ahead for all Americans. Things are moving good now overseas. The axis is reeling, which should be our cue to really level here at home, really knock on it. Don't underestimate the urgent and vital need to stick to that war job and buy that extra bond. And when you write those letters to our men in the South Pacific, let them know that their home front supporters will be in there punching until the final day of victory on all fronts. Remember, even after we make Hitler hit the road, we've got to put the heat on Hirohito. Goodbye for now. Go to the Kraft Music Hall next Thursday at the same time, and our guest will be Sonny Tubbs. The Andrews sisters appear every Sunday on their own show titled Nash Calvinator 8 to the Bar Ranch over another network. This is the National Broadcasting Company.
the Kraft Music Hall from January 25th, 1945, starring Bing Crosby with the Andrew Sisters here on Same Time, Same Station. And if you'd like to request shows, you can do that. But requesting shows is easy. You can do it through Facebook. And at same time, comma, same station. Or you can actually call us on the phone, 714-449-1958. And of course, there's always email. He is John Gassman at roadrunner.com. And I am Larry Gassman one at gmail.com.